This is a show about jewelry, why we wear it, why it matters, how it's made, and what it means. I'm Alex D, and I turn cannabis into gold. I make mind-blowing jewelry in gold, silver, and platinum from cannabis plants here in Canada for stage, screen, for people who want to rock crazy jewelry. I'm the Cannabis Goldsmith. Christmas in July. Working on Christmas in July. Hey, Alex D. Oh, wow. I have been on a three, four day frenzy of, of model making, making the master products for our Christmas, for Christmas time already. While you guys are out on the beach enjoying, um, enjoying the sun or camping, or going to music festivals, all those wonderful things that you're doing, I'm going to virtue signal here, because I have been hard at work in the studio making jewelry master models for our Christmas line for this Christmas. And man, the, the, this is going to be so good. I've got, I've got this live cannabis leaf that we've cast in sterling silver and also in gold. I've got a lot of those models made now um, uh, for some tests, so we'll be able to run them at Christmas time. Oh, I'm so excited. Oh, man. So next week, casting and then photography, and that'll be out of the way. Well, today, it's more like Christmas today than ever because today a fellow jeweler, Fiona McIntyre from, from Merrickville, dropped by. And she came by, she wanted me to make her a, uh, a stamp that she's going to use on sterling or gold um, to stamp a pattern into gold. So she wanted, uh, she drew out a design and, and I made it into a, a stamp with the laser in the studio here. So we cut away some of the tool steel in the shape she wanted and, and I think she was happy with it. But anyway, and in exchange, she gave me a vacuum pump. I'm like, this is the one thing I wanted, a vacuum pump. Now, you guys who aren't jewelers don't understand the meaning of a vacuum pump, but uh, automatically your mind is going into directions that that is definitely not jewelry, I know, but that's not of what a vacuum pump is about. A vacuum pump is about removing air, removing bubbles and shit. So when I'm molding a cannabis leaf, say in, in silicon molding goo, there's bubbles in it. And when it cures, those bubbles are in the cure and they affect what the scylla, what the cannabis leaf will look like, what what the models will look like that that come out of that mold, because there'll be bubbles in it, and when it's cast in metal, those bubbles will be in the metal, and you'll have to file them off. It's just a freaking nightmare. So the idea is when you're when you're creating molds, is to make the mold as smooth as possible. You don't want to introduce any kind of weird uh, artifacts or bubbles or things on 
your model that you're molding on your master. You don't want to fuck with that. You want it. You want it pristine. You want no uh, what a generation loss. You want it. You want it translated directly from your model into the silicone goo that's surrounding it, without bubbles or cracks or any any kind of weird shit. Vacuum pumps. My God. They're, they they help remove the bubbles in this silicone silicone goo that we used uh, that I use to model some of our cannabis plants roots leaves seeds whatever so by having this this pump I'll make cleaner molds which will result in cleaner cleaner uh, jewelry pieces now granted my jewelry pieces are clean and ready because we only use molds that work that are clean anyway. But this will this will save a lot of time making clean molds, so I won't waste as much material. the uh, The whole idea of of making a perfect master is what you need to make a perfect ring. So this vacuum pump hit today, and I'm thinking, oh my god, wait, I have to order more silicone goo now to to do the um to do the molding. And yeah, I'm I'm so excited now. I can do oh man, this stuff I'm gonna be able to do with this vacuum pump. But I have to figure out how to use it too. And they're weird. They're not just like um, it's just not like a plug-in thing that you have to plug in and it works. No, no, no. There's hydraulic fluids and vacuum pump fluids and gauges that have to be at certain levels and shit like that. Like oh my god, let me have a sip of coffee here. So I'm still on the virtue signal bit here. So instead of that lying on the beach towel, I'm here trying to figure out how to use this laser or vacuum pump or whatever. So I've got all these products ready for Christmas, like the whole bunch of leaf products, um, leaf-based products. It's been so hard to find leaves to get the right leaves to cast, but uh, I've got one good one, one really fantastic one, which is going to make a nice... Uh, leaf. I'm going to purpose it into some great rings in 14 karat yellow gold and in sterling silver. The sterling silver ones will be a little bit thicker than the gold ones because gold is a stiffer, stronger material. So that's cool. Also, pendants, working on pendants. A different kind of leaf pendant um, using seeds and, uh, and leaves as a bale. So I'm working on that. It's been nonstop working on this shit in the studio. A lot of artists are like that. I don't know. I find I'm like that sometimes. I I'll work for I'll work for three days straight, and then I'll stop, and I won't want to do anything, and I'll, I'll feel guilty for not working. I will. I I don't know, man. I'll feel, oh, I should really be doing work. But then if I try and do work when I'm thinking like that, I go into the studio and do nothing. It's just it's just not right. It just doesn't feel right. But, I mean, I've tried to train myself to, to force myself to be creative, and I don't even know how to do that. It's like there's nothing. Weed works for me. I'll smoke, I'll smoke a, a joint in the backyard or half a joint, and that'll be enough for me to to go in and not worry about the pain in the shoulder or in the knee or in the neck and and suddenly get great ideas about product design. I had this idea, I'm gonna try and cut, I'm gonna try and cut jade with a laser. I don't know, the Chinese are probably doing it already. I should maybe do some research before I, 
I start actually do it in case it explodes or something I've exposed to laser beams. Don't want that happening. Don't want it shattering in the works in the studio into a million pieces. Want to see if I can do it. But I was thinking of inlaying jade into a ring and laser cutting it out and then laser cutting the, the cavity in the ring face and just like these old school rings they used to have in the 30s where you'd get like um, intaglio or like like a signet ring but with a stone but carved right so that it would create um, an impression in sealing wax now you'd a lot of times the the rings weren't carved they didn't have the signet carved into them but they had the stone there that was ready and waiting to be carved uh, into somebody's coat of arms or whatever so that ring style from I guess the the I, I like to think of it as the late 20s it has a, a like a or a, maybe the 20s a kind of a flat face with a with a flat stone embedded in the face a large stone going almost all the way out to the edge like that's what I want to do with a big big heavy ring and just cut away see if I can cut away enough metal to maybe inlay some jade some nice bc jade into the face so that's how i'm going to experiment with with that with the laser now their lasers and jewelry are are pretty neat and and it's a new thing right lasers so it's reasonably new but i mean jewelers first started thinking about lasers I guess looking of ways to harness the focus and the the heat and the energy of lasers to weld. Laser welders used to be really really expensive and they're still quite expensive now. But they used to be really expensive. I remember a jeweler to a friend of mine in in the district in Toronto was telling me pointed to this laser welder they had sitting in the the corner of his shop and he said he, he he spent $45,000 or something on it like five years ago. And now it's like a tenth of that. Or you can get them for seven grand or five grand or something um, for the same machine. But he said his machine had served him well. And you can do things with it that are, that are it's really difficult or impossible to do with a torch. And in the traditional uh, oxyacetylene or oxypropane or oxybutane torches that jewelers use e- the beams even with the smallest tip the beam the beams uh, I'm talking beams the flames are, are really uh, still quite large but with laser you can get super tight beam and a lot of power and so laser welding is interesting where you can go in say if you want to go in next to a stone you don't want to damage the stone. You can you can do like joins and stuff really close to stones for repairs and things. Um, creativity wise, I I'm really not sure what I would use it for. I would use it for if I had one. I don't have one in the studio. Um, a laser welder. And there's another technology I'll talk about in a bit that that similar but different and I think it's a lot more interesting to me so I'm going to investigate that at some point I think but as for laser welding it, it allows you to get in really close in small areas and, and do like these really tight tight welds and uh, and that's what you know most high volume jewelry shops have a laser welder now they they're 
they're weird looking. They have like two armholes in them and a binocular thing. So you're looking through binoculars and your hands go into this these armholes and you're actually holding stuff in your hand and um, and zapping it with a laser beam. And that, that, that might seem uh, a bit dangerous and I, I'm sure the people get burned using them. Yeah, that's what I would think about using them. Anyway, um, the the uh, the spot is really small, so you can control it, and you can do interesting, like small work on seams and stuff if you have a strong enough one and a lot of time. But lasers, the laser I have in the studio here, we have is a marking laser, which is is different. It can't weld, but it can remove material. It can cut, and it's a cutting laser. So. Uh, and it, it's a, a small thing. It's not not like the giant ones they would have, like cutting big sheets of stainless steel or whatever. It's very small. It looks a bit like a um, a desktop PC with kind of with a projector thing attached on a stand next to it. And what it uh, what I got it for is like, okay, I want to use it for design. I want to use. I want to I want to remo- remove material. The the first thing I thought about why why I should get one is to hallmark my pieces. Okay, so if I if it, it has to say 18k on it, I can put that into the metal with the laser. Put our our uh, trademark into the into the metal with the laser. Put Canada's National Precious Metals mark into the into the metal with the laser. All this used to be done with a stamp, right? Before, what what a jeweler would do is get these little tiny letters on the end of a punch. Uh, they'd have to have these stamps made, and there was these guys who used to make stamps. And for the life of me, before lasers, I don't know how they did it, but maybe they had really high magnification and good eyes. But uh, but really, these tiny little, you know, if you you take your if you're wearing a ring and the little purity mark on the inside of it. That was always used to be created with a stamp, like a punch, with um, the 18K or whatever in negative in the end of the punch. So when you stamped it, it would come out the right way in the ring. And anyway, the the laser came in handy for jewelers who wanted to wanted to mark do hallmarks because they didn't need a whole array of different stamps. They could do custom in uh, stuff on the inside of rings, like names or brand names or any of that. But this is where it started on the inside. And then people started thinking, okay, why we can use them on the outside too, right? We can start removing metal from the outside of the ring and do different design elements. And it, now this is why I got it. I got it first to do the hallmarking that we do, but I also got it to do the to do the design work that I want to do. Like I had no idea how it would work or how it worked, what, uh, how to use it. I had no idea, absolutely zero idea. But I started doing research, and I found this guy named Alex. He's in, uh, I think he's in upstate New York, Rochester. Anyway, he has a site called Laser Everything. And it's it's like a watering hole for dudes or companies that bought lasers that they want to explore different ways to use them better or how to to optimize their use, how to tune them. Because lasers are, are interesting. It's uh, the marking laser that 
it allows you to do art, but it's also a piece of, it's a tool. It's a, it, it, it's physics and art and science and geekiness all mick rolled into one to, to learn how to use these machines is, is, is a mission, right? So thankfully I found this guy laser everything, Alex, uh, same first name. And I started frequenting, frequenting his YouTube page and his YouTube videos are excellent. He's really, really a good teacher at, at teaching how to, how to get the best use out of your laser. Now lasers are so, so complicated because if you, for example, if you get, you get two pieces of steel, they might be, have different ingredients in them. One steel's made in one place, one in another, the different components of it might be different. So when you laser one with a, one piece of steel with a certain setting, you might have a completely different effect on another piece of steel because the settings have to be tuned for that piece of steel. The same thing goes with precious metals. Like you know, the lasers have to be tuned and optimized to produce the best engraving or cutting or whatever you want to do with it. And it varies between the materials that you're using and the power that you're using and what you want to do with it. And uh, there's there's so many variables. This is the thing with lasers. Anyway, Laser Everything was great for that. And I'm still learning. I, I, I'm on their Facebook group and I post there often asking questions about, about stuff that I don't know or maybe I contribute every so often now because I learned some stuff uh, since I got the, the industrial laser last year. We... We started using it initially to remove lots of material from, from test pieces of aluminum to see how that would look in jewelry. And I've got some amazing aluminum pieces that are just like crazy nice that that came out of this this laser. So our own designs. So that can that can also be replicated in precious metal. Like it, you know, if it works in aluminum, it's gonna work in gold or or silver and uh, when the call comes for it. So well, that's why I'm doing all this experimentation. But I'm really interested in the inlaying stuff. And also another aspect of the laser I think might be really fascinating is, is, to, is to do the stuff that Fab Fabergé was famous for. And not the eggs, but the um, enameling. Fabergé's enameling is just like, just, just mind-blowing. Now, now that's what the eggs were about mostly, enameling you know, and gold and, and that. But, but with enameling, what you do is you get, you get gold and you, you hollow out a little bit of it. You take out a thin area and, uh, and then you put enamel, which is like powdered glass in it. You put it in a kiln and it melts and fills that little cavity in the gold. And that produces a color, uh, whatever color of glass, powdered glass you're using. I'm going to do a whole show on enameling, but this is not it. This is laser. This is a show about lasers today. So what I'm thinking is I can take a sheet of gold or um, silver is not particularly good for this apparently, but but a sheet of gold and uh, say 14k and dig a pattern out of it, you know, extract a little bit of metal out of it, and then fill that with enamel. The, the possibilities of doing these incredibly intricate designs and patterns are just like, like I, I, I can't even, I can't even go there right now because it's just too much. It's like, 
Huh. But yeah, lasers. So, so Fiona came by and, and uh, she was looking for me to carve a stamp in tool steel. Now, tool steel is really, really hard. And she hardened this tool steel even more because I told her, it's like, okay, if you're going to use it as a stamp, I want tool steel to, to cut because this is, you're going to be hammering it on shit, right? So she brought a piece of tool steel that she had, um, she had hardened and polished on the top. And what I did was I cut her design into the face of it with a laser. And it took maybe 30 passes of the design at a certain setting and it produced a really nice deep pattern for her. So lasers can be used to make the actual hallmark stamps that are used for hallmarking if you if you really if you really need to, I suppose. Um, and maybe that's how they're making them today. Who knows? But I've got some other ideas. On some of the the rings that I've made for the Christmas season, the back, the inside on your finger, the part that's next to your skin, I'm going to put engravings all over the inside of these rings. And um, I've got a lens on this laser that can get really small. I'm hopefully, hopefully it'll get super tiny that you almost need like a, you need a magnifying glass to read it. That's how small I want it to be. And I want to put text on the inside or designs on the inside of these rings that I'm making for Christmas. Cannabis related, of course, you know. Maybe I'll list every strain of cannabis in text on the inside, you know, every one today that we can find at that moment up to then and list them all on the inside of the ring, you know, made from one of those strains. There's things like that. I'm just so excited about laser, about the technology. But there's the the, the element of of science and geekiness to it too. So and th- that might scare people off. And look, it, it scared me off too. Even before I bought this damn laser, I was like, I, and they're not cheap. Let me tell you, they're not cheap. So I, I'm, I, I really did research. I watched Alex's videos on YouTube a million times over just to see what he was doing. I watched other people's. I watched the end products, the results of stuff that I'm seeing. None of it, it's all great. I mean, I love it, but it's not what I want to do with my laser, right? But at least it gave me an idea of what could be done with it. So after I'd watched enough YouTube videos, it was like, okay, I'm going to do it. I'm going to bite the bullet and buy this thing. And then when I got it, I had to learn how to use it. So it was, it's been, I don't know, six, eight months of learning. I'm still learning. And it's mostly trial and error now. But I think I have enough under my belt now in the way of laser knowledge to to start doing crazy shit for the Christmas line. And what I'm going to do first, I'm going to try and get the um, the insides. Either I'm going to draw, hand draw, engraving designs for the inside and then laser them into the insides of these rings. And these are, are adjustable leaf rings in sterling silver or 14K or 18K. Or I'm going to write every single strand that we can find on the inside of these bands. It'll, it'll be like a micro, micro engraving. I'll see how small I can get with it. But, oh, I got a vacuum pump. And now, with the vacuum pump, I, I, the, uh, if I can get that up and running, I'm going to have to watch more YouTube videos and va- vacuum pump shit now. Ah, tech. Jeweler tech. Ah, it's so nice to have a vacuum pump, though. 
Oh, oh, and you know what the, what they look like? Just to describe it, it looks like a, just a, a motor thing that sits on the floor, heavy as fuck. And then there's a hose that connects to this this glass bubble thing. There's a glass bubble, and you put stuff under the glass bubble, and it sucks the air out of the glass. I think something like that. Today, I'm gonna finish up. Uh, the leaf rings are are in the box, ready to go to our master goldsmith for casting. The, the mushroom rings, I'm doing two adjustable mushroom, uh, psilocybe mushroom rings for Christmas also. And they're gonna be wicked. They're, they just feel good on the finger. They, they're, they're gonna be great rings. And also there's a spot on the inside under the cap that I can set gemstones to if that's needed. So those are gonna be going in the box to, to our master goldsmith in Toronto to cast. Oh, wow. And I'm photographing the bracelet, the charm bracelet. Party time. Charm bracelet. It's on on the deck right now. And oh, this is going to be funny. Each one of these pieces on this bracelet clips off as a pendant. So it'll be like, think of a charm bracelet. And then size everything up times 20. So huge 20 times size, bigger charms. And then a larger, heavier chain. And all these these charms are hooked on with little sterling silver carabiners that clip off. So you can wear each individually or clip them all onto the, onto the bracelet. It's really heavy. It's going to look just awesome. Uh, it's, it's ready for photography. It's on, the, uh, it's on the deck right now, on the photo deck. The hollow deck. So photographing that. What else is going on? Jesus, I don't know. The Christmas spirit. I'm just so filled with the Christmas spirit right now. It's just crazy. I I was out. <clears throat> I was out. Um, I was I told you last time there was bunnies. Well, I was out the other day and I I have this chair that I sit in the back when I want to take a break from from the studio and I just sit out in the sun and. Uh, Normally when I'm walking to the chair, I see this little, this tiny little shadow, zip. I, I can't, it's so fast, I can't even, by the time my eyes focus on it, it's gone already, but I figured it's like an animal of some type. Anyway, it's the little bunny. It's the little bunny that lives in the woodshed. And uh, so I was sitting in the chair and the bunny came out from under the woodshed and he was grazing alongside me. He was absolutely fearless of me you know i didn't make any sudden movements or anything but like i was watching him and he was like kind of grazing you know eating the crab grass and and i was out there smoking my uh, my spliff you know i it's weird i i haven't rolled a joint in probably 50 years and i i i rolled one for the first time and it, and it came out perfect it like it it it's like as if i had not forgotten a thing about it i just just came out perfect i was like wow so i was there i was there smoking this joint sitting in the chair under the big trees and and the bunny was there eating grass and um the two of us we were just like enjoying the summer in between getting ready for christmas so that's it this week on the cannabis goldsmith totally scattered but (laughs) whatever lasers christmas and bunnies this is like a, this is a kind of a smorgasbord of an episode for you this week. Anyway, industrial lasers, 
for jewelry. Look into them. They're, they're not as expensive as you, you might think, but they're still quite expensive. And there's a huge learning curve. There's a big learning curve. But luckily, there's free, uh, there's free advice out there uh, on how to use these industrial lasers in crafts or making or jewelry or whatever. And, and uh, seek out Laser Everything, and their content is exceptional. Anyway, I'm going to get back out into the workshop and finish off the mushroom rings, put them in the box, and we'll probably ship them out even this afternoon. The Cannabis Goldsmith is produced by Tribe Communications, Inc. in the Thousand Islands area of Ontario, Canada. You can see what we do at tribe.ca. Send us an email, alexd at cannabisgoldsmith.com. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week on The Cannabis Goldsmith.